The sun has set, the air is cold, something moves beyond the clearing. A faint whisper, a heavy footstep, something's getting close. But have no fear, you should be safe, the campfire is going strong. Gather round, but be warned, they come before dawn. Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to They Come Before Dawn. I am your host, Lawrence. And I am your co-host, Ray. And on this night's episode, we'll be talking about haunted hotels. Exactly. So, haunted hotels. um, A topic that the both of us wanted to do for quite a long time. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of haunted hotels, maybe it's very... Maybe the listeners will hear it by the audio quality. But we're not... We're not recording in the same place that we usually record. No, we're not. We're uh, recording from uh, my new place. Um, So we're not actually living here yet. Um, So it's like full of stuff yet. And maybe, I hope you don't hear an echo, um, or at least not not too much. But um, yeah, we're recording from uh, from my new place. That's also one of the reasons why we... Took, already took a short break at the, at the yeah. end of the previous episode. We said that after this episode, we would take a, a, an extended break. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, the situation developed a little bit different. And yeah. you got busy, I got busy. And I got sick. Yeah, you like got I sick. Like I said on Instagram. So uh, the both of us decided that it would be better to just, yeah, skip a week, which in our, in our instances, skip two weeks. Exactly, exactly. So which is the reason that I mean, there wasn't an episode previous established time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we're at your place right now. Yeah, we are. Um, so as far as we know, it's not haunted. Um, I don't think it's haunted. I mean, could be if, if goats, go- goats, goats, if goats, <laughs> goats are real. If goats appear in your house, it might be a bit different than being yeah, then, haunted. Uh, <laughs> no, if ghosts are real, then I'm, I'm going to guess the previous owner's ghost probably live here but they're they're friendly or probably probably the previous owners just took their ghost with them to where well with them to the next house the next house wait what you so the 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 previous inhabitants left and they took their ghosts with them oh they died yeah they died here I don't know. I don't know where they died, but they died. And then, then it was um, the house of their daughter, but their daughter didn't really live here. Live here. She just kept the house. I mean, she she grew up here, but she, as far as I know, she didn't actually live here. She immediately sold it to us. So. Okay. Um, are you? Do you have to legally tell someone if someone died in the house you're gonna buy? I actually don't know if that's... I know um, that's a thing in In, in, in America, in yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I don't think they probably died in, in the... In the... Maybe the nursing hospital. Home? The hospital or, or nursing, nursing home. home, yeah. I mean, it could have been that the house was... I mean, it all, they empty. died of old age, so... Yeah. You know. One of the most... Uh, one of the least tragic deaths. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we're the third owners of this house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's correct if the... The previous owner was the daughter of the mm-hmm. people. They probably built a house here. Oh man, yeah, yeah it's cool. Right. Yeah, so it was built in. Uh, I can give you the history. Like, oh, you can <laughs> give me the history. It was built in 1932, um, and then it was um, re. How do you say it? Refurbished. Refurbished in uh, the 70s. So that's why the kitchen and yeah, the, it's very, it gives a very <laughs> 70s vibe. Yeah, the kitchen and the bathroom are very 70s, while the rest of the house is still kind of yeah, more 30s. Neutrals. So yeah. yeah. So um, that's it, and um, I know the the husband passed away first. I think in the in the eighties, seventies or eighties, and then um, oh. the woman passed away in two thousand eighteen. If I if oh. I'm correct. Well, she lived alone for quite some yeah. time. Yeah. Then uh, the daughter inherited the house, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, eventually sold it. So it's ours now. To you guys, yeah. Yeah. I miss your dogs. Yeah, they're I, not here. I really wish that your dogs were here. I don't think the listeners would have liked that because of the triple, like, you would constantly hear. <laughs> tiny, teeny, tiny yeah, nails. Yeah, yeah. Triple, triple. Yeah. Peter patter, Peter patter. <laughs> okay, um, so how are we gonna do this episode? Because both of us have researched a single hotel. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, who's gonna start? You. 
Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Yeah, why do you want me to start? I don't know. Do you want me to start? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind if you started, but... Uh, you have the Stanley, right? Yeah, I have the Stanley. And I have the Cecil. The Cecil. Okay, how about we do rock, paper, scissors okay, to we'll decide rock, who paper, starts? Scissors. Okay, okay. okay. I'll, I'll start with rock, okay? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm very right? confused. What are you saying? I'll start with rock? Yeah, I'll, 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 my first move will be rock. Um, what are you yeah? saying? I'll just start with rock. Come on. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so Damn it. I thought I thought it was going to jinx you out, but no. Damn it. If you say that you're going to do rock, then I'm going to do... You know, paper. I, I was trying to double bluff, okay. I was, no. I was oh, trying to double oh, bluff. Oh, well, nope. I uh, saw right through that. Okay. <laughs> so I'll start. <laughs> okay, you'll start. Damn but it. first, but first. I'm not good at poker or anything, so... Me neither. I but mean, obviously I can't even <laughs> win at rock, paper, scissors. But before I start with the Cecil Hotel, how are you today, tonight, Lawrence? Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. It's quite late. It's getting very cold. It's December, so... Yes, and it's very cold in this house because there's literally no heating yet. No heating yet, so, so um, the both of us are very snugly wrapped in, in blankets. <laughs> yup. Which is a very fun thing. Should we just, like, turn the lights down? Oh, yeah, we could actually. Make it very scary. Yeah, 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 let's do it, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, okay. We'll, 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 we'll be back in a second. We're back. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> Everything's all dark. dark. Yeah, so I think this house is very scary in the dark. And, like, this is gonna be a problem because the the, the, bath, the, the bath... The what? The bedroom and the bathroom yeah. are very far apart. So if I'm gonna have to pee at night, I'm gonna be very scared at first. You're gonna have to walk all through your house yep well i'm gonna be scared at first definitely i don't get scared that easily and i like being scared i got scared while doing the research for this really so, yeah really because uh where i was researching in my uh in my study <laughs> i mean just <laughs> at my desk to be honest my desk my computer is um facing a window yeah yeah, yeah. so it's in the dark it's facing my yard which mm -hmm. has no lighting nope. so i'm just looking at a class reflection of myself um, and I just kept on reading about people seeing faces and things moving in the dark stuff like that so it kind of creeped me out to mm. sort of see past my computer screen and see my own reflection I understand yeah it was quite scary but I understand yeah <laughs> okay so I'm going to start with the Cecil Hotel so as you probably know the Cecil Hotel is known for its very, very dark past. Um, the amount of deaths, either suicides, overdoses or murders is literally insane. Um, it is said to be one of the most haunted places in the United States because of its tragic past. I will be talking about the haunting a little bit at the end, but first, of course, I'm going to start with the hotel's history. The Cecil Hotel opened on December 20th. 1924 with 19 floors and 700 guest rooms that's a lot that's, that's a big hotel that's really big in the 20s los angeles was becoming the center of business art entertainment glamour many people came to la around that time um, in hopes of starting a new life yeah it was the start of how we know it now basically like hollywood and yeah exactly yeah. So with all those people, it seemed like a great idea to open a hotel as big as the Cecil was. I mean, was. yeah, 700 rooms. That's... A lot of people. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been in a hotel with 700 rooms. Uh, I mean, it's 19 floors. That's... No, I, I don't think I have... That's as huge, well. man. And, it's, like, especially, like, for that time, I think that's insanely huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would be the biggest hotel you've been to? Like I've been Ibi's to, budget. <laughs> I, I've been to some big hotels, some big resorts, but I don't... 700 rooms. No. I think you might be... You might have 700 rooms very quickly. If you open know, a maybe. big hotel, like a beach resort or something. Maybe. Like you go to um, Greece or like Spain or something and you open yeah. a big beach resort. I think 700 maybe. rooms is very quickly... Maybe, but I've never been to a hotel like that. No, I think the biggest hotel I've been to was the one in Madrid. Yeah. Which was... In Barcelona? Uh, no, Madrid. Oh, yeah, no, Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you said Spain. No, I said Madrid. <laughs> Barcelona. And that was 
um, 10 floors, I think. Yeah. Because we were on the 10th floor. And there were like 10 rooms on each floor. So that's 100 rooms. That's basic math. So that hotel is like a seven... Seven times, seven times as big. bigger. That's but there's probably the rooms are probably fair. a lot smaller. A lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. Most likely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not most likely. I I actually know that there. How much would would it cost to build a hotel that big? Well, <laughs> uh, it actually cost one million dollars to build it, which at that time was a lot of money. Yeah. Back like right now, you couldn't build a hotel that big for one million dollars. It would cost a lot more. Yeah. But back then, that was like, what? One million dollars. Have, you, have you looked at it? How much it is would be in today's money? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. No, I, I, did, I didn't actually look into that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. Look very, into, okay, look I'm going to take quickly. a wild guess. And my wild guess is $34 million. $34 million. I have I, no I clue. Think, That's I think, really it, I think it'll probably be more like $10 million. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, so it was marketed as one of the most beautiful and biggest hotels in the world. But it was not a luxury. Little. <laughs> <laughs> luxury, luxury, luxury. Luxurious. Luxury. But it was not a luxury hotel. Um, and people didn't seem to mind that, though. They would gladly pay a little less for a little less comfort. It was perfect for both travelers or people who would need to... Um, who would need a place to stay just for a few nights, you know? People that didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, it was also on the same block as the Pacific Electric Main Street Station. I'm not entirely sure if that's correct, but I... Google did, and that's what came up, so... that's what Google said... Then it's probably true. <laughs> By the way, I have um, you the found exact it? number. Yeah, what is it? So you thought it was more closer to 40 million? I th exactly 34. 34? That's my... I thought it was closer to 10 million. Yeah. The exact number is 16 million 175 thousand dollars. Oh, 16. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said no. 60. Yeah, 16. Oh, okay, okay. So you're I mean, it's still, it's still fucked on the money. That's a lot, man. That's a yeah. lot. How did you... Just an inflation calculator. Oh, that exists? What the yeah, fuck? Obviously. That's insane. Okay, well, 16. <laughs> 16 million? It's still a lot. So, yeah. But anyway, it was on the same block as that station. Um, thousands of people going in and out of that station every oh, yeah, day. yeah. So having a hotel so close by was ideal. The Cecil was exactly what LA needed in the mid twenties. Yeah. Exactly what it needed. <laughs> I know a, I know a bit where the story is going. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, it's probably. very fun how you um, like make it up to be like a very I mean, it's what LA needs. It's yeah, but I, I like to write like There's that. There's a thousand people coming in and out and so many people needing to stay. Well, yeah, I, I, I like to watch documentaries that, you know, go like that, like that build up that mystery. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think it's only natural that yeah, I you, do the same. Yeah, you sort of start to make, uh, start to build tension quite good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love doing that. Go, I, on, I go ahead, shatter all of my hopes and dreams now. Yeah, cause so, so the Cecil, amazing hotel, amazing, you know, mid-twenties, everything yeah. perfect. But then in the 1930s, the Great Depression came to the United States. People lost their jobs, their really? homes. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Great Depression came to the United States. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to phrase it otherwise. Like, I mean, it fell upon the, the United no, States. The I Great Depression happened? Happened. It's a, yeah, it's... Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 the Great it, Depression it, happened. The Great Depression stepped on an airplane in Argentina and, and came, came to, over came to, to the Americas. <laughs> to the Americas! Okay, yeah, the Great Depression happened to yeah. the United States. Yeah, I guess I could have phrased it like that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. phrase it like that. Yeah, okay. So then, in the 1930s, the Great Depression happened to the oh. United States. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, it wasn't good, though. No, it, it wasn't good, but... <laughs> so people lost their jobs, their homes, and, I mean, obviously, the hotel suffered from it as well. Um, it actually became a place where people wanted to stay for as long as possible, for as little money yeah. as possible. And that's when it all went down. Yeah. So by the 40s, the Cecil Hotel, Hotel, Hotel had a really bad reputation, with a nearby area now known as Skid Row. Yeah. Ever heard of Skid Row? Yeah, I've heard okay. of Skid Row. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it until I actually watched the documentary uh, on Netflix. Yeah. And I was like... 
holy shit, a place like that actually exists. It's, it's what they call the neighborhood, right? That, but it's, it's the bad. Like yeah, it's like crime-ridden no. area. It's one of the most dangerous and most poor areas of in the entire United States, with as many as ten thousand homeless people. In one, how big is the area then? Um, oh, I didn't actually write it down, but it's a few blocks. I think it's about fifty blocks. Fifty. I think so. Yeah, that's that's a lot. But it's I, a big area, but still. Yeah, but I think it's it's it was around fifty blocks, if I'm correct. Ten thousand homeless people that's in fifty insane. blocks. That's quite a lot. That's insane. That's really insane. A lot of murder. A lot of yeah. gang violence, prostitution, robberies, drug drugs. Abuse. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And if you see the images, um, like there, and on the streets there are just lines of tents. Oh yeah, like it's, a camp. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 insane, and people walk around like bare barefoot and. It's like a, almost like a third world country. It's yeah. The image you would get from a third, it's third world country. Really weird, really insane. Also, I'm hearing sounds in this house, and I'm... But it's not in this house. No. No, you live between a couple of houses. Oh, but it I, I, it was like it came from the hallway. Weird. <laughs> you could stay at the Cecil Hotel for two or three dollars a night. So lots of homeless people stayed there if they had a little bit of money. Um, some, of course, bringing their criminal activities inside as well. Mm -hmm. People who were released from jail or even psychiatric facilities um, were actually lots of time, like, quote-unquote, dumped on Skid Row. Yeah. Because they, like, I don't know, the government or, you know, they, <laughs> they? wanted these types of people separate from um, the rest of LA. Yeah. So instead of, like, imagine being in jail for 10 years, you know, yeah. ready to... Get back, in, get back into the world. In, into the world and just being dumped into Skid Row. And the first thing yeah. you, you you get is like, oh, here, drugs. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it brings them right back where they from started. From the cooking pot into the frying pan or how did they call, say it? No clue. Yeah, okay. It's just from one bad place to another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even psychiatric... Psychiatric? Psychiatric? I can't talk anymore. Psychiatric facilities. Yeah? Like, I think... You're in a psychiatric facility to recover, and then you get dumped on a place like Skid Row. Yeah, that goes against every recovery that you get. Exactly, so I think it's so sad. And if you look at these um, uh, images and uh, move like movies, videos. Oh my God. Movies? What is, you didn't you didn't know how to say video? No, I, what is English today? Like, <laughs> holy crap! Well, when you're born in the twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, let's go to the maybe. movies. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm already being haunted by one of the spirits yeah. here. <laughs> no, so, um, like, if you see the videos of Skid Row, um, there are actually barricades. Like, police officers with barricades, so the people actually stay in Skid Row and literally... Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. It's, no way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Like, not probably not all the time, but in, in some, some moments, at like, one point, it was like that. Like, that's, that's insane. That's so fucking insane. That's insane. And and the Cecil Hotel is right on the edge of Skid Row, so... <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. that's bizarre. I did not... That's bizarre, right? I did not... Wow. You caught me off guard with that. Yeah, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, huh? That's just weird, man. And yeah. these tourists, like, come there, um, going to the Cecil Hotel, being like, oh, we're in LA, woohoo! And they could be sleeping next to a sex offender, a serial killer, and they wouldn't even know. Yeah, but honestly, that could be anyone at any time. Okay, but it's, mo yeah, okay. More, it's more prone to happen, there. yeah, in yeah. yeah. the Cecil than anywhere else. So. But still. I mean, because people came to the Cecil because they know they could stay there with little money, yeah. with you know, without being found and everything, so... I, have, just... a, I have a question for you. Yes. Too, but I won't ask it now. I'll ask it at the end of your story. Won't you forget? No, I don't think I will. Okay, okay. Okay. So, in the early 2000s, so we're like skipping quite a few yeah. years. In the early 2000s, um, a new owner wanted to bring new life to the Cecil Hotel. Mm -hmm. And in 2011, a part of it was refurbished and rebranded as the Stay on Main. Yeah. Heard of that? Stay on Main. Yeah, so it had a separate entrance and reception. Um, and this part actually became really successful amongst tourists mm -hmm. who yeah, they know the history of the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. 
However, this didn't stop the horrible things from happening at the Cecil. Um, it just only separated the tourists from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the Cecil, so not at Stay on Main, but at the Cecil itself, sometimes there were like two to three 911 calls a day. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> like actually coming from the hotel. From the hotel itself. Yeah. Um, so once someone tried to burn down a hallway, mm-hmm. there were of course calls for domestic violence. Obviously. Bad trips from drugs, fights, yeah. assaults, mm-hmm. stabbings, and yeah. well, sadly dead bodies being found. Yeah, but yeah, that could be anywhere. People die all the time. I mean, sure. But two to three 911 calls yeah. a day? Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a lot. In one hotel? Yeah. That is insane. Insane. Like, insane. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, the hotel closed for renovation works, um, which were also put on hold because of the current pandemic. That's so sad. Yeah. So the hotel hasn't been open since. Um, also in 2017, the Cecil Hotel was voted a historic cultural monument by the hotel, by the hotel, by the Los Angeles City Council. Okay. Yeah, it has quite a bit of history, even if it's horrible. Yep. It does have quite a bit of history. It definitely does. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit of the history of the Cecil Hotel Okay. Itself. So, the Stanley Hotel, it's... I'm no. absolutely not done yet. <laughs> So that was like the hotel itself. Um, Now I'm gonna get into the deaths. Unpleasant trees. Yes. Yeah. So the first suicide, the first documented suicide occurred in 1927. So the hotel was literally only open for three years and Mm -hmm. already bad shit happened. Yeah. So um, a 52 year old man named Percy Ormond Cook shot himself in the head in his hotel room. He was rushed to the hospital, but passed away the same evening. The next death... Which means that he survived the gunshot wound. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Spoke to... That's not something you want to survive, actually. I mean... If you want to shoot yourself in the head, you want want that to be final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Like, I don't want to make this too gruesome, but I've actually seen a documentary once of a man who survived a suicide... Gunshot, gunshot wound and yeah. I mean from what I from what he's telling he's like happy he survived and yeah. all but I mean yeah it, his life is not the same no you know? it's, it's not it's not so this man was very much pain I mean but oh, he yeah. probably wasn't maybe he conscious. was bro I just yeah. hope he wasn't maybe, like hope Jesus not. but let's not get into it no. too much it's horrible it's horrible the next death took place during the Great Depression when another man named W.K. Norton was found dead in his room by hotel staff after taking capsules that contained poison. Okay, so he poisoned himself. He poisoned himself. Alright. Dorothy Robertson was taken to the hospital after wandering around in the hotel for three days. She had taken barbiturates, which yeah, is like a drug or something. Yeah, I had to... Like opiates probably? Or I have no clue. Like narcotics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also in an attempt to kill herself after her husband passed away. Okay. So she took the drugs, wandered around the hotel for three days. No one even questioned it. Was like, what's this woman doing here? Like, and then eventually she probably collapsed and was rushed to I the mean, hospital. It's narcotics. I think barbiturates keep you up. I mean, she was probably exhausted after three days. And yeah, I mean... It's just so bizarre that no one was like, are you okay? Like, I mean, the reputation that the Stay on Main or the Cecil Hotel has, it's more of a, if you hear someone screaming or shouting, just let it be. Yeah, but this is like in the 30s. The hotel was only open for 10 yeah, years and okay, it was already yeah. this bad. As yeah. I just, I just, I'm kind of impressed by how quickly shit went down with the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, it's just mind-blowing, like, mm-hmm. how fast it just went down. So in March 1937, 25-year-old Grace E. Magro either fell or jumped from a ninth-story window. Up until this day, it's still unknown if it was an accident or a suicide. When she fell down, she got caught in the telephone wires, which oh, no. ended up, yeah, wrapped around her when she hit yeah. the ground. Which means she was alive 
when she hit the ground. Which, wait, so she hit the ground with the telephone wire on her neck? Yeah, around her body, I guess. Oh, around her body, okay. And she survived, but she did pass away later in hospital. Oh, okay. Her companion was asleep in the room at the time of the incident and couldn't... So, because they were asleep, they couldn't give any information of what exactly happened. Yeah, because they weren't conscious at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, he could have pushed pushed her. Yeah, he could have. I mean, who knows? Yeah, could have. It's just... I've seen a a video once of a man jumping out of a window and getting caught on a telephone wire. What? Just being decapitated by it. You yeah. saw a video of that? Yeah, I saw that. That's why I read it once. <gasps> what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's a quick death, so... That's something that that's supposed to only be on the dark web, not on fucking Reddit. I mean, yeah. It... Oh my god, that's horrible. On the dark web? What the fuck? Yeah, that's like gruesome as fuck. Holy shit. I mean, shit. There's, there's plenty of norm- regular sites, I mean, on the regular web. I don't even know how to get on the dark web, to be honest. I mean... I mean, yeah. I know how to do yeah. it, I've just never done yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. I mean, you see these videos of, you have to get on the dark web by doing this, by doing that. I mean, so, the information's there, but I, I don't know how to do it, I've never done it. But, just regular sites, I can... No. Show you a couple ones. Absolutely Want to sit down? Look, come. Like, grab Absolutely. some candles and... Absolutely not. Let's look at some videos That's of people that... That's horrible. Horrible. No, I would never want to see that. Okay. That's well, that's why I'm surprised that she survived. Yeah. Because if you jump out of a nine-story window, telephone wires aren't on the nine-story window. On no, the ninth story, no. They're on the Third? second, maybe the first. Yeah. So, Yeah. that's a exactly. long fall. It's True. like falling a big distance and hitting water. That shit's not water. That's fucking concrete you hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So... Huh. Falling on a wire is not like. Well, yeah. maybe it will. We're like multiple wires, and she like. Yeah, maybe it, it sort of broke her fall. Yeah, indeed, yeah, that's what be. I'm thinking. I mean, yeah, we don't have any specifics more than no. what you just I mean, said. But yeah. yeah, it's fucking bizarre, and it sucks. The next one is also. I mean, they're all. It's gonna, not better. They're all gonna fucking suck. Yeah, but th- yeah, I know they. Yeah, obviously. You never saw, like, shock sites or anything? What? You've never seen a shock site video? Like... Like the two girls? With the two girls, one cup? No, you I never didn't. Seen no, that? of course I didn't watch that. No? Holy shit. Like, you've never why, seen why anything along those lines? No, I, I purposely avoid those kind of videos. Wow, we have different friends. Apparently? I mean, <laughs> what the hell? Like you've never... I mean, yeah, me and my friends are like... I mean, honestly, if people send me videos, I literally ask, what is it, before I click it. Oh, yeah, that's right, you do that. Yeah, huh. that's that's why. I've never thought of that. I mean, honestly, if you're ever going to send me a video I'm like ne- that I'm without gonna, telling me, then I, the friendship I'm, is over, okay? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm 100% serious. I, I can serious. understand it, you can, you can appreciate it, but it's just bizarre, you've never been... No, I don't want to. Like, I've, I've seen videos... Like, there's not a, a bit of morbid curiosity? Absolutely not. Whoa. If it's, like, real stuff, like, horror movies, I can handle everything. It's fiction. It's yeah, fiction. it is. But if I know it's real, honestly, no. I don't want to watch it. Like, you've never seen, like, a car accident. And I don't mean you've seen someone... Uh, not the... the the aftermath, but you've never seen like a, a video where two cars run into each other. Yeah, okay, I saw yeah. that because that's like not something where someone gets catapulted out of a car. No, no you've never seen that. I would immediately just scroll away. Okay, like holy shit. Okay, so yeah, no. you're you're a very um, tender soul. If it comes to those kind of kinds of things, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen. I don't want to get too dark, but I've seen shit in real life, and I don't. I don't need to see it. You know, okay, in I've a never video. seen anything in real life, so. I, I did, and it uh, was okay. horrible. So. So. <laughs> so let's continue with uh, more horrible I mean, stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess while while we're at it, I think we're uh, getting very psychological. Yeah. Why we do this podcast? I'm, I'm laughing, now. but I'm not. This is not funny. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's it's bad. I'm laughing to make the pain go away. Yeah, exactly. So, next horrible story. Yeah? In September 1944, 
19-year-old Dorothy Jean Perso went to the restroom in the hotel and delivered a baby all by herself. Oh, I think I know this one. Yeah, you probably know this one. She had been staying at the Cecil with her boyfriend for a few days when one day she woke up to the feeling she was about to give birth. I don't know if the baby was... The baby? I don't know if the, the boyfriend baby. was the father. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, she didn't want to wake the boyfriend. So she thought, oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom to deliver the baby alone. Yeah. Dorothy believed the baby was stillborn. Because it didn't cry. Because it didn't move or just it didn't cry. And instead of like, you know, a normal person, I don't know, alerting someone, calling 911, mm -hmm. I don't fucking know, going to the hospital. No, she threw the baby out of the bathroom window. And I mean, the baby landed on the roof of a nearby building. Ugh, I mean, obviously the fuck? she's Obviously she's mentally not yeah. well, so yeah. I mean, her actions are... I mean, logical. come on. What the hell? Just throwing like, a baby out of a fucking window. I mean, I just, I honestly, I don't understand. But it, it's sort of... I've heard more stories like this, you know? It gives a... It's sort of, I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know why these people do these things. But it sort of shows that she has no... She doesn't see it as a human being. She doesn't see it as, no, a, as no, a living exactly. thing. But she thought it was stillborn. I, I suspect that the baby didn't survive. No. Um, so, during trial, it was revealed that the baby was alive when it was born. Oh. So it wasn't God. it wasn't stillborn at all. Oh. But obviously, yeah, it, it died. Could it be just her saying, I, I think it was stillborn, so I threw it out just out of guilt? Maybe. Who knows? She wants to... She's so guilty about the fact that she killed her newborn that she... Sort of, I'm um, sort of makes herself believe that. Yeah, I got what you're that. saying. Maybe, yeah. maybe, who knows? We'll tell. So um, after she did that, she just went back to her room without telling her bo boyfriend what had happened. But she was arrested shortly after. Yeah, I mean, but like, I'm just what what I didn't find and what is on my mind is first of all did the boyfriend know she was pregnant yeah did she know she was pregnant yeah um all valid questions because i mean i guess she was arrested because the boyfriend was like maybe like huh you were pregnant last night and now you're not pregnant where's the baby yeah because a pregnancy is not something that goes away yeah i mean and it doesn't <laughs> show up in one day and it goes away and yeah exactly one. so i'm just kind of puzzled like what the fuck just happened I mean, there you are know? women who are pregnant and don't, and don't know show. yeah exactly that's yeah. possible these things happen people give birth to children that they didn't even know they were pregnant of. yeah it's possible these it's definitely happen. possible but so. what i am thinking at the moment is yeah. she gave birth to in her opinion, a stillborn baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a woman. I have never given birth to a child. But I know that if a child is born, there's also the afterbirth. Placenta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is blood. There yeah. is liquids. There is... I mean, there's a lot of, of A lot of stuff is happening. It's not just the baby. No. I mean, obviously that, that went all over the bathroom. Did she clean the bathroom afterwards? Did she just no, go into bed? I mean, just I, I filthy guess, and, and, and I guess that's how bloody? she got Did she just find out, you know, that's how she got arrested because the blood was everywhere. Yeah, but I mean she went back to bed with her boyfriend. Did she just climb into bed filthy and bloody? Probably not. I mean what happened to the afterbirth? Did it oh, did she also give give birth to the af uh, to the placenta? No clue. These things are all... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I thought as this, it was not... Like, I didn't find that, any of that. So... Okay. It's still... It's still such a it's weird bizarre, right? stories. So, after Dorothy was examined by a psychiatrist, she was eventually um, found not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay, so, yeah. But I do... That shows... That puts it on yeah. a different light. I mean, obviously, so I'm sorry, but you're not... In your right mind, if you no. do something like that. No, she's she wouldn't be. Absolutely not. Um, I do hope that she at least went to a psych psychiatric facility to get treated. Yeah. And not get back to Skid Row after she was released. <laughs> okay. But I'll, um, I'll. I hope she didn't just. You know. I have a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. And I have a very 
harsh opinion. Mm -hmm. I have all respect for people who have mental illnesses. Yeah. And I know we know quite a few people who have mental illnesses. I mean, both of us have mental illnesses. And we have <laughs> no. I mean, not mental illnesses. Both of us. Well, we um, have. We all have a screw loose. Yeah. So I have all respect Obviously, for yeah, it. Yeah. I don't think mental illnesses excuse shitty no, behavior. No, absolutely not. Absolutely so, not. I, I, mean, her I don't think that's an unpopular opinion, to be honest. Okay. I just didn't want to... No, I don't... I think... I mean... There's a lot that you can blame on a mental illness, but not murder. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can No, no not there's, real. No, yeah. okay. you can't. Sorry. Um, I thought it maybe was going to be if, such a controversial opinion. If it's, if it's, if it's like out of self-defense, then it's an other topic. But this is a, a baby. Like, <laughs> just, no, no. no. <laughs> just, I, I feel like many people will... Share the opinion. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Next story. In 1962, Pauline Otten, 27. Like, I don't know, Otten, Otten, I'm not too sure. Um, 27, she was 27. Jumped from her room, uh, also on the ninth floor. Mm-hmm. Um, however, also very tragic, when she fell, she landed on a 68-year-old man I know. Oh, yeah. Named George uh, Janini. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was just, like, walking by at the time. Like, wrong... Wrong place, wrong, wrong, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Um, so both Pauline and George died instantly. At first, the police thought that the two had jumped from the window together, mm-hmm. but uh, George was found with his hands in his pockets... Which, like, wouldn't have been the case if he would have jumped from the window. Yeah. So, yeah. that's how they knew, like, she fell on yeah. the guy. It's wow. so tragic. Like, what the fuck? And, I mean, I've heard other cases like this. Like People jumping in. I mean, I've even jumping. heard cases that people jump, killing the person they land on, but surviving themselves. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, I... I think I've actually heard something yeah, on yeah. those lines mm-hmm. of someone jumping. And I'm not sure if they died or the person they jumped on died. Yeah. But the person who survived still had bone fragments of the other person in them. What? Because of the way they, they <gasps> jumped, the accident happened. The fuck? I think I heard something along those lines. Oh my god. Or uh, maybe it's even more morbid. I think it probably was um, <sighs> some war story where someone was killed by a grenade who killed one of their companions, uh, some of their... Um, their fellow soldiers, yeah. but because of the grenade blast, I mean, it's yeah. fragments and people fragments embedded in, into other soldiers. I think oh. that's something that happens, but it's not something that's important to the podcast, so I'll just cut it all out. Oh, but man, that's just... <sighs> yeah. Oh, next Do you have story. something? Do you have something to, to tell us about Richard Ramirez by any chance? Oh, uh, so funny you say that. I actually do. That's a coincidence. Damn. Of course, Richard Ramirez, also <laughs> known as the Night Stalker. <laughs> Why? I thought that was actually quite funny. You think it was funny? Okay, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. So, Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, um, stayed at the Cecil Hotel during the mid-80s. Basically, during his killing spree in Los yeah. Angeles. For those who don't know, uh, Ramirez killed at least 14 people and sexually assaulted so assaulted at least um, 20 more. He is one very interesting serial, serial killer. Yes, I definitely want to do an episode on him yeah. in the next season. Um, I don't have... He's one big knucklehead. His story... like, Did you see the Netflix uh, documentary? documentary? Uh, I've started to look... My, I, I just didn't have the time to watch I, it. I did watch it and... Like I think it's so interesting. It's it's got he has a sad past, like most serial killers. It again does not excuse his behavior. Yeah, obviously. it does not excuse shitty behavior. But I mean, it started off really sad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it was also from a young age very clear that something was very wrong with him. Yeah, you know, typical typical serial killer behavior, ch- children behavior. Yeah. Yes, um, killing animals and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, Wedding the bed. But what I found the most interesting about the whole documentary is how they caught him. You mean the the chase? The chase and also the shoes. The fact that he was... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, to keep it short, um, so he wore a a pair of shoes, like a specific type, 
that only like two of three yeah, pairs were made. It's very, in, very in, limited. Yeah. Very and, specific uh, shoe. Wear. Yeah, so they were looking for those type of shoes. Um, and then eventually the chase, so he was trying to steal. A, that's like the most, he didn't even kill. A, did he kill? I'm not sure if he killed that day. But he was trying to steal a car. Yeah. And people were chasing him down and beating yeah. him down until the police came. And that's how he got arrested. Yeah. Then they saw the shoes, I, I think, if I remember correctly. And that's how wait, they were like, wait, thought, this is the Night Stalker. I, Isn't it I like thought, that? no. I thought they knew who the Night Stalker was. I thought they positively identified Richard oh, yeah, Ramirez as the, the Night Stalker. They had um, pictures drawn of him. Yeah, yeah, that's the true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put it all over the newspapers. Oh, so yeah, he, and he saw he his went, own face. He went right. into, I, I think, a gas station or yeah. a grocery store. And literally people around him were carrying the newspaper. Yeah, and he saw and it. Yeah. Saw, Looking at him, looking right. at the newspaper, he looked at the newspaper, saw his own fucking picture. Right, 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 right. Indeed, and I forgot. And then people yeah. started to chase him down, started but to grab him, started to beat him, and the police had to arrest him. Had but, to arrest him? Yeah. Because otherwise all the people around him would have just kicked him, punched him to death. Yeah, probably. But it, it was something with a stolen car as well. I yeah, think he was yeah, trying there to was steal a huge a chase. I think it actually was televised. Could be. Um, I know that... Yeah, the O.J. Simpson chase was televised, and he also stole a car. But um, oh. yeah, that's a, another story. Another I, I do remember but something with with the chase with yeah, the car. I think you, oh, man, there was so there was live footage of Richard Ramirez being chased, and he tried to steal a car because so many people were chasing Could him. Be. I, sh oh. yeah. I always hate that I watch documentaries and then forget half of it. <laughs> because I, mean, yeah, I watched so many. It's a lot of info. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember everything. But yeah, you're right. He indeed saw his own face in a newspaper and was like, oh. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm wanted. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, it's almost like a wanted dead or alive poster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, the whole Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, is, is such a bizarre. Yeah. Such a bizarre very, serial killer. Very bizarre. Very tragic, very sad for the victims, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, another serial killer um, that stayed at the Cecil was the Austrian Johann Jack Unterweger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you heard of him? Johann Unterweger, yeah. I did not hear of him before doing my research. Um, so, I mean, he is a less known serial killer mm -hmm. than Richard Ramirez. He's no Night Stalker. However, oh, I'm s I was so pissed when I read this. Do you know? No. Do you know the I case? mean, I might. <laughs> I might. So Unterweger had served 15 years of prison time in Austria after murdering the 18-year-old Margaret Schaffer. He was sentenced to life, but after writing a book or some books, a petition was started to get him out of prison. Okay. So about outsiders who were like, he changed his life. He like, I don't know if it was something himself, religious. Yeah. But yeah, a petition was started to get him out of prison, and he was released in 1990 after being... Um, uh, after five, 15 years yeah, so he had served 15 years pardoned, yeah. and that was like the minimum he had to serve yeah. by Austrian law yeah well so that's quite a lot it's a lot minimum sentence of 15 years that's a lot I mean if you have a life sentence I uh, guess yeah, by so, life, yeah, still it's a lot to, to get parole yeah. you know after being released he killed at least seven more people before being hired by a magazine in Los Angeles and hear me out he was okay. hired to write about crimes in LA. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. They like, have, but they didn't know that he they was. They didn't know. Yeah, obviously, they didn't know he was a serial killer. But but what yeah, the fuck? That's I mean, such a weird. They they had to know that he at least served 15 years in prison. It's not something you can just hide. How right? would an American know if an Austrian served time in? Because he was still living in Austria when he was hired to come to LA. So it was yeah. because of the books, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like that. And that's what I, I'm guessing. It was because I mean, of he might. was he was a famous, famous writer about that. They must know that he was, he murdered someone. Yeah. So they were like, oh, come write about crime, crime in L.A. <laughs> so It's still fucking weird. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So he went to L.A. and spent some time... At the Cecil. At the Cecil. <laughs> and during this time... Um, Three sex workers were found murdered in the same way Unterweger's previous victims had been. Probably not related. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. But when the police had finally found enough evidence on him, he had already fled. Yeah. Yeah, like, bye-bye. 
Luckily, he was eventually captured in Miami, sent back to Austria, was again given the, sen- the, the life sentence. Yeah. Um, but this time, luckily, without the possibility of parole. Okay. So, however... <laughs> oh, however, I absolutely despise you saying however. <laughs> however, uh-huh. he killed himself in his jail cell the day of getting his sentence okay. in 1994. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah. What happened to him, but... He's dead. He killed himself. He committed suicide. Like, the fuck, bitch. Like... Man. You need to suffer for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Not just that. So, but yeah, maybe if hell exists, he's in hell. And then, of course, my last story, and probably the one that people know most for, is the case of Elisa Lam. Yeah. Um, so Elisa Lam was a 21-year-old Canadian student. Um, originally, like her parents were from um, Hong Kong, I believe. Hong Kong, yeah. yeah. Ooh, what, did, what did I say now? China, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah it's different, you know. <laughs> My social credit just went down <laughs> by 10 points. So Elisa came to Los Angeles in January of 2013 and stayed at the Cecil, Cecil for five days before being reported missing. Yeah. Um, footage of her in the hotel elevator was released by LAPD. Uh, where she was behaving very strangely. Yeah. I, I guess you've yeah, seen the footage. I've seen I it guess everyone's seen it. So many times. So it's, it's, it's really, times. really, really weird. Yeah. So she kept entering very and exiting. Yeah, it's just she kept entering, exiting the elevator, elevator like pressing the buttons. Um, she was making these weird gest- gestures with her hands, and like it seemed like she was talking to someone. That's yeah. what you can see in the video. Yeah. But, but the person she's talking to isn't on the video, and it's. Not even clear that she... But you have to be honest, the elevator itself is also acting very strange. Yeah, because it's not moving. She's pressing the buttons. Yeah, and she's not, not moving at and all. she's not... I mean, there's obviously a sensor which stops the, um, the doors from closing. But she's not blocking the sensor. No, 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 no. no. I mean, in a few times she blocks it. Like when she pokes her head out of, mm-hmm. to look into the hallway. But the elevator... I mean, obviously then the elevator doors wouldn't close. And it keeps going for yeah. quite a few minutes. And it's not closing at all. Yeah. It's really weird. So yeah, the video, very strange. The elevator, very strange. Elisa's um, behavior, again, very strange. So many people on the internet began investigating themselves, coming up with all kinds of theories. Um, However, I think it's important to know that Elisa had a history of mental illness and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, Eventually, her body was found in one of the hotel's water tanks on the roof. Um, yeah. After other guests complained about the water in the room looking, smelling, and even tasting weird. Yeah. Which is so disturbing. Like, uh, did you see the documentary on Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, because I've no, I know this story so well. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know it in detail, so I watched the documentary. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, it's I, I really highly recommend watching it. Yeah. Because someone was accused of murdering Elisa Lam. Yeah. This person's life is ruined. ruined and they had literally nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I think that's very that sad. Was. And this person appears in the documentary. And I think it's important to know that, you know, it wasn't him. And I really hope that this person, yeah. uh, you know, gets his life back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's really, like... The entire internet blamed him and was like, "You killed Elisa Lam." They they weren't even at the, in the hotel at the same time. Yeah, like obviously it, he couldn't have done it. It was insane, like really insane. Not the power of the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So I I just told this really short um, because I want to do an entire episode on Elisa Lam. Yeah. One day. Um, but I think again, that would be a very interesting topic. Yeah, but if you're curious about what exactly happened. To the listeners, um, again, I highly recommend watching the documentary "Crime Scene," the crime scene, the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. It's okay. four, I think, four episodes. Um, very interesting. Very, you know, you, you also learn about the history um, mm-hmm. of the hotel. You see the the footage of Skid Row. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's in a. I want to say amazing documentary, but of course, it's like very tragic. Obviously, it's a tragic story. But still, it's so bizarre, and it's very it being bizarre. so bizarre makes it so interesting. Yeah. Um, do you know why her body was in the water tanks? 
Like, because she was naked in the water tanks. Do you know about that? I don't know why. Was it the idea that she climbed in herself? Yeah, so she most likely climbed in herself because it's almost impossible to carry a person or a dead person in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know why she was naked, though. Well, that's actually very interesting. Apparently, it's a human... um, What's that done? Defense mechanism. It's sort of a defense mechanism, I guess. I'm not sure if that's the correct term. To if you're um, by hypothermia. Yes. If you, if your body temperatures yeah, to goes, take off your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's probably why. But she was in a hotel. She wasn't in, in Siberian winter. Yeah, but it's a water tank. It's but ice yeah. cold. But where were her clothes? In the water tank. In the water with tank. Her. Yeah, with yeah, her. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So. She probably put them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. So. I just think, I, I, I believe that she probably got an episode. She wasn't taking her medication properly. Yeah. She got an episode. Didn't know what she was doing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just tragic. F- fell in there probably. Maybe she thought she was being followed and thought I had to hide. And Maybe. it's just, it's really tragic and really sad. I've also heard about the uh, possibility of her being uh, uh, possessed by a demon. Yeah, those are all theories. There's but a lot I mean, of theories, so... If anything, and I think it's important to know this, um, mental illnesses have nothing to do with the paranormal. Oh, yeah. There are yeah. people who believe this. There are people who are like, maybe schizophrenic people, you know, talk to ghosts or something. Like, no, no. I'm sorry. If you say stuff like that, it really interrupts with um, recovery yeah. of those people. Yeah, so yeah, it's not something you can say. Like yeah. because mental- also paranormal, something that's paranormal. I mean, I'm not an expert on the paranormal. I don't even believe Me in either. the paranormal. So uh, <laughs> I do to a certain extent. Yeah. So if you look at paranormal, those things are always outside of the body. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's has, mental illness is something that's in the body. It's mm-hmm. the brain that's exactly. misfiring, that's not functioning it's, correctly. It's scientifically proven. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's important. Like, she was mentally ill. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. She was not haunted. She was not possessed by a demon. I think that's also pretty disrespectful to the family and to, to say the stuff like herself. that. So yeah. So yeah, I thought that was like important. Too. Yeah, that's very. Very strong point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know I'm right. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the hauntings. With its dark and tragic history, it seems only natural that a place like this would be haunted. Yeah. So, whether you believe in ghosts or not, it's undeniable that a negative energy surrounds the hotel. Have you told our listener what your theory about ghosts is? Yeah, I think I mentioned I think that uh, in an episode. Because every time I read something about ghosts now, I think about you. Really? And I kind of more started to believe that you could be right. Mm. If there is something, could be... I see the logic behind Like, it. that it's like a, a more a memory, like... Yeah, it's more like an imprint that's yeah, left yeah. in the world. Exactly. And it's it's seeing us and we're seeing them, mm-hmm. which makes it very illogical. Which also can mean that, like, if a ghost wanders from a room to another whilst moving through a wall, that's because at their time, there wasn't a wall. There, there. wasn't a wall, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why... I also feel like you can't always communicate with ghosts because... They weren't communicating with you at that time. At that time. And, and yeah, like, it's just an imprint, a memory. Yeah. It's not a conscious thing. Do but you, sometimes it is. Do, and Do you believe yeah. that it's the other way around, too? If we see them, they see us? Hmm... Because I've, I've looked I into it a bit more. If it's... And someone who was explaining it sort of explained the erratic behavior that ghosts could have by saying that we're as frightened from them as they are frightened of us because we're as bizarre and as new and as strange to them as they are to us. I don't know about that. I think that's another theory. One that doesn't connect with the one that I have. So Mm -hmm. I have multiple theories and I'm not going to say I believe this or this. I can't prove it. Yeah. But So I have multiple theories. So the the imprint, the memory is one. The other one is um, parallel universes. Yeah. So it's similar, 
um, to the memory one, but in that case, it could be that they could also see mm -hmm. us and communicate with us. Yeah. So, um, in a lot of videos on YouTube about in, of the Cecil Hotel, um, you can actually see the ghost hunters or ghost investigators yeah. communicating with the spirits through spirit boxes and yeah. all, yeah, readers yeah, all and that kind of stuff. And in one video, um, again, by my favorite channel, Overnight, with the, you know, yeah. I talked about them yeah. before, cute guys. <laughs> yeah, the cute guys. Um, as far as you can tell in the video, they spoke to Richard Ramirez. Is, is it true or not? Who knows? Who will tell? Is Richard Ramirez dead? Yes. Oh. He passed away oh, in yeah. 2016, Did, I Wasn't believe? he killed in prison? Was he killed? I'm not sure how he died, to be honest. But he's dead. He's dead. And, like, what I think is interesting with these spirit boxes is you can get really random words, but if you literally get words like Richard Ramirez, and then when they ask how many people did you kill, 14. Is that a coincidence? Yeah, but they also show what they want to show in these videos. True, of course, of course. But, I mean, I know that because these people from the Overnight Channel also really search and look for evidence, mm -hmm. I feel like I can trust them with it, you know? Yeah. Like, there are shows but they're on also, television that I mean, obviously let's be honest, fake it, They're also cute guys, and it is scientifically yeah. proven that... Beautiful people are more trustworthy than we presume. What? Yeah, what you, you never seen that. <laughs> what? We, there, there is scientific evidence that we, as a human, trust someone who's beautiful. We trust them faster than we really? trust someone who's conventionally not that beautiful. Okay, but then the question is, what's beautiful and what is not? I mean, you just call the guys cute guys. I think. Yeah, you, they are. I think you, I think you find them pretty as well. They are definitely pretty. So, I mean, yeah. Huh. It makes sense that you trust them more than you would... Really? ...other ghost hunters who might not be that beautiful. Okay, no, but ghost hunters on television are also okay looking. Like... There are quite a few <laughs> ghost hunters who look... And who look like ghost hunters. Who you think, wow, yeah, these people look like ghost hunters. Oh, I don't, I'm not too sure. Like, I I only, I have, like, one person in mind. I I forgot his name. Zach? This is the guy from... From what's Ghost up? Hunters? What's up, demons? It's me, your boy. I have no, no that's, clue. That's, um, no clue. BuzzFeed's Unsolved. Oh, those cars are funny, though. Like, <laughs> I think? I, I don't really think they're that funny. I think sometimes oh, yeah. they're funny. Sometimes they could be, yeah. yeah. I guess I, I have creepy. Like, I think they're a funny duo. Those two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so lots of videos, um, like uh, people who also say that they see shadows, hear voices in the hallways, you know, all that kind of stuff, like mm -hmm. the typical, uh, the typical things. Um, but again, whether you believe in ghosts or not, I think those videos are very interesting and entertaining mm -hmm. to watch. So that's why I do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That's it. That's it. That's uh, my research on the Cecil Hotel. Like, I kept it short. Yeah, I say no, that. I've been did. talking about an hour. I, I, <laughs> the, the recording is at the moment at an hour and five, but you've not been talking the entire time. We, I think you've been talking for about 50 minutes, probably. Something so like that, close I guess. to an hour, so. And I actually felt like I kept it short. <laughs> Well, you didn't. I but didn't. You, you also didn't focus on a single thing. No, I... You could I, have focused I, on yeah. Eliza Lamb. You could have focused on the history of exactly. the building. But we're talking you could have about focused on a couple hotels, of years so and, and, and some hauntings and... I felt like I needed to tell you, tell you, listeners, why it's said to be haunted. Yeah. Like, it's not just haunted, and you know? Let's be honest. You didn't really talk about a lot of hauntings. No, because... You, lo you told them you were... You talked about more of a... The history and stuff. Yeah, and more of the, the true, the, the physical... Yeah. Because I wanted to, t to talk about the hauntings itself, but it's like... Pretty the same, like... Shadows, mm -hmm. voices... Yeah. We talked to Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Well... So... Stanley Hotel is a bit different. Yeah, I know. Um, so, but, you know, the ghosts 
they see are obviously those of the people that died there. So oh, that's that's like why I in inserted those specific people, you know. So yeah, that was a uh, that was my research on the Cecil Hotel. The question I wanted to ask. Yes, you. yes, yeah. the question. Would you stay at Cecil? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I Definitely. Th I thought you would. Yes. So in our... In I would be scared of Skid Row, but I'm not scared of the Cecil. Why would you be scared of Skid Row? You have me to protect you. <laughs> right. Well, let's be honest. You're kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, I guess if... if you know, other tourists go there as well and are pretty much safe. You just have to stay stay away from Skid Row. You know, like, if you look at the, the, the map, I guess, um, if you have, like, the blocks, yeah. Skid Row is, like, this. I'm gonna, like, yeah, show you, it to you. Yeah. Like, the listeners will have no You're clue. You just drawing a circle? Like, no, a square. a square. Yeah. And Cecil is here. Yeah, you just... Like, right on the edge. So if you just exit the Cecil... And just not go to Skid Row, but yeah. go the the other Maybe. way. Then I guess you can avoid it. Don't go there alone at night, especially if you're a girl. So, I mean, you're still in danger, but... Okay. Well, yeah. so in our inevitable uh, journey through America to visit haunted and um, creepy locations, the Cecil Hotel is one of the, the places where I want to go. Absolutely. If it's open again by then... I mean, by then, if we are ever gonna go. But yeah, if we ever gonna go, but yeah. If oh. it's open by now. Absolutely. By the way, did you hear what they want to do with the Cecil? I don't know if this is what they're gonna do. What they should do is burn the place down, but what are they gonna do? They are most likely gonna make uh, a part of it, so the part that is not the stay on main right now, so yeah. they're gonna keep the stay on main, the hotel for tourists. Yeah. And all the rest um, of the hotel, they are probably gonna... Um, um, convert into um, cheap, like housing. more apartments types yeah, for housing. homeless people. Yeah. For the, the people yeah. that now live on Skid Row. Like, oh. They're not all gonna fit in there, but... No, obviously, but it's gonna be a bit. Yeah, so they will still make money from from it, mm -hmm. but it will be cheap enough so the people, you know, homeless people can afford it, hopefully. Mm -hmm. um, you know, get a job and everything. So if that, that plan goes through, then... That would be, like, I think that would be really cool. But, the, of course, they will have to keep the crime out of it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So, yeah. so now, up to you. Yeah. So, about that, <laughs> we did say that we were already talking for an hour. Yeah. I think it would be better for us to just leave it here, make this episode all about Cecil Hotel... And how about we start the next episode about the Stanley Hotel? Yeah, I actually don't think that's a bad idea, not gonna lie. This is gonna be way too long because I saw that, like, I had three pages of research. Yeah. And I talked an hour. I saw that you have five pages of research. I have five pages of research. This is gonna be too long. It's gonna be a long <laughs> one. Um, I know, last episode... We said that we were going to take a break. And last episode we said that this episode yep. was going to be our last episode. Because <laughs> it'll be so yeah. pleasant for us to have an episode 13 as a... Mm -hmm. Yeah, episode 13 being an unlucky number. Yeah. And it's, it's just it's a little uh, wink wink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, fuck that. Let's just end the, episode, uh, end the season with the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. We can also make it... Episode 13, part 1, episode 13, part 2, and then we keep the number 13. <laughs> like, we're already fucked, because we have specials. It's not episode yeah, 13 have, anyway. No, episode 14 is... This, if we the, do episode 14 about the Stanley Hotel, that's actually going to be episode 16. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it doesn't really matter. Let's Let's just end it here, and let's just... Yeah. Yeah. So... Thanks, listeners, for listening. Thank you. I hope you don't mind. I actually think you won't because... I don't think so at all. Listening, I mean, I know for myself personally, I don't like to listen to a podcast that lasts for more, much more and than think, one hour. I think our listeners are probably going to be more excited for more content and 
I mean, I don't think there's anyone going to complain that they have an extra episode of us. Mm-hmm. No, probably not. Yeah, so thank you. I hope you agree with our decision. It is a last-minute decision. <laughs> it's a very, very last-minute. Last um, I hope you agree. I hope you don't mind. I mean, we're going to be here in two, week, in two weeks again, so... Yeah. But then we're definitely going to take a break. We could post it sooner, though. I need to edit this as well. I need okay, time to okay, do okay. This yeah, as well. That's true, that's true. I, that's true, I, can, that's do true. The, I can do this in a single okay, day. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's true. So, yeah. So, I hope you guys all agree on our decision. One more thing, though. Ray? Yeah? If our listeners want to find us on social media, where can they do that? Oh, my God. That's, like, such a good question, Lawrence. What the hell? Wow. You can find us everywhere at They Come Before Dawn. <laughs> You can find our link tree at yes. link tree at they come before dawn. It has all our like links. Our, our, our links, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, it's a way easier way to find us. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Until, till the next one. Bye. <laughs> next time on They Come Before Dawn. In the next episode, we are going to continue our series of haunted hotels, and we will be talking about the Stanley Hotel.